Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I think it's a big deal. You know, it's, it's been a long time coming. You know, you beat uh, to win two in a row and, and it's two division, you know, opponents, which is big. And uh, the guys are super excited, but we could feel this coming. You know, with, with the improvement was, was happening, you know, over time. And I just kept telling them, if you keep doing right, uh, it's going to be right. And good things are going to happen. And two most important things is the ball and the fourth quarter finish. And uh, the guys always stayed together. You know, there was never a point where, you know, the morale was bad or the guys, you know, didn't have that. And I told them that in the room. You know, I said, I appreciate their leadership because they hung together through adversity. And, you know, football is tough. It's hard to win. You know, so it's uh, it's really good by, the, by them. It's hanging together. And it's so important that uh, they keep doing the work patterns right because they've always worked hard, right? They've always, you know, worked on detail and fundamentals. And uh, they just got to continue to do that week to week. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Feels good to play that song after a victory, I'll tell you that. Bears defeat the Detroit Lions 28-13, and we get a chance to talk about it for the next five hours. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 Score, and what a day it was, not only for the Chicago Bears, but you know, on a micro level, Coach Eberflus, some would say Justin Fields, DJ Moore most certainly, but the defense of the Chicago Bears continues to just improve and impress. Week in and week out, Detroit have been averaging 30 points a game uh, in their last four contests heading into that game against the Bears. And just the defense, just what they were able to do, just extremely impressive. Um, I got a lot of thoughts, a lot of things to talk about, uh, but I want to open up the phone lines immediately. And uh, we got Tyler Ferengal producing today. What up, Tyler? How you feeling, man? How would you feel about that game? He texted me immediately. I did, and Gabe, I feel after that game like a proud Bears fan for one of the first times of the entire <laughs> season. This guy finally feeling, finally feeling some positivity. Uh, but we want to know how you feel. Again, the uh, phone lines are open three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. I'm interested in right because I think that what ends up happening, and I've, I've tried to to assess this doing these you know overnights after a Bears game. And you try to figure out, like, why is it that after every game, you know, the 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 feelings shift so drastically in Chicago? And that's how we feel, right? Or at least me. I'll just talk about me. That's how I feel. And then I realize it's 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 more about 
who gets louder after every game. And whereas like a game like this, I'm curious to see who's who's going to be the loudest. Is it the Justin Fields truthers? Is it the Luke Getzey naysayers? Is it the Eberflus haters? Like who who's coming out? Is it the people that support Coach Eberflus like myself? Corey Wooten asked me today as we were doing our Miller Lite Brewing View. He's like, Gabe, thoughts on Eberflus? He's like, do you? And I said, do I want him back or will he be back are two separate questions. I said, do I think he'll be back? Yes. I said, do I want him back? And I took a step back and I thought to myself, this is before the game. And I said, you know what? I do trust Coach Eberflus to lead men. That's something that I felt confident about. And so, you know, maybe there's people that maybe that section is going to get louder. The, yeah, you know what? Let's give Iberflus a chance. He's going to be here. Is it the the Marvin Harrison Jr. crowd? Is that going to get louder after a game like today? Or, um, you know, after the performance from Justin Fields, maybe maybe the uh, Drake Mays and Caleb William chants are out there as well. But the phone lines are open. 312-644. 67, 67, excited to be with you guys for five hours on this Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Bank. And it's not a game, Illinois.com. I'm going to be leading you right into 5 o'clock. That's when Dustin Rhodes gets on the mic. He's going to be doing a pregame show there. And then uh, Mully and Hall come on after that. They got Olin Cruz, DJ Moore, Brad Biggs. Then Anthony Heron and Dan Weeder get on with Bernstein and Holmes. And then Kurt Warner, Mark Grody, Jalen Johnson. They're all going to be hanging out with Parkins and Spiegel. Let's go to the phone lines. Let's get on early, man. That's what I'm here for. I'm not working this five-hour shift to be talking. I do love myself, but not that much. I'd rather hear, talk to you guys, all right? Uh, let's go to Doug out in Ottawa. Doug, a lot of people are, you know, feeling indifferently about Coach Eberflus throughout the season. It's been quite the roller coaster ride when it comes to the emotions targeted at the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Where are you at on Coach Eberflus? Hey, I, you know, I wasn't really a big fan of Eberflus, but I tell you what, he's took a no-name defense and made something out of it. Pre-seasons, all we heard about was Fields is going to be the second coming. And guess what? The offense has kind of sucked. It's been the defense that stepped up in this whole thing. It hasn't been the offense. You, you guys all summer talked about Fields being, he's going to be this, he's going to be the MVP. It's not Fields, it's the defense that's kind of stepped up in the Bears thing. It's interesting too, you know? right? It's interesting too, Doug, because, you know, it, 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 it almost feels good because it, it's what we're used to in Chicago, right? Like a, a high-performing defense with a, a mediocre offense where if you heard Coach Eberflus after the game, you know, he's like, oh, Justin Fields did the most important thing not turn over the ball, you know? And it's like, what about helping win the game, right? And so it, it's interesting to, to hear them, you know, talk about that. But, yeah, I mean, Iberflus, I mean, what do you think? He, I mean, outside of the defense, you know, what do you, th- what do you think he's done for the team, Doug? The team, I don't, I can't believe he's kept the unity in the team. You haven't heard one peep out of that whole team. No, there hasn't been no dissension, which is surprisingly. I don't know, he must got a tight-knit group which I'm really shocked about. Usually when it, when things are going bad, somebody says some stuff. You know, they got rid of that wide receiver who was, you know, he was disruptive. But, man, 
all in all, he's kept a pretty even chip. You know, the defense has been – it's like the old Bears defense. And who's he got? I mean, you, you ask – you have somebody out of Chicago who's who's plays the defense. Who plays on the Chicago Bears defense? You can't even they probably they don't even have a clue. It's not like back in the old days when you got Hampton and McMichael, you know, Singletary. There's no there's none of that on this defense. Eberflus has turned this defense into something. And I'm not an Eberflus fan. You know, it's just kinda it's it's crazy. But you know, I mean, but you guys have been like Blowing fields his horn all freaking since last spring, and he's late in it. He's he fumbles the ball in crucial fourth down or fourth quarter situations that you cannot have. You cannot have that. Yeah, I I hear you. Thanks for the call, Doug. I mean, today obviously Justin Fields had himself a game in regards to the the turnover battle he's been facing himself. No interceptions again. For the second day or second week in a row, which I think is impressive, I think you got to give him some credit for that. Um, actually, Justin Fields hasn't thrown an interception. Oh wait, you didn't play those that game. Okay, so Detroit, Minnesota, and Detroit last three games, no interceptions. One interception actually in his last. I guess you can't count the Minnesota game, but even from that, the Washington game before that didn't have an interception. So, you know, one interception in his last. Four and a half games, you call it? You know, the last three, Detroit, Minnesota, Detroit, and then, you know, the Washington game, no interceptions. Yeah, the, the, that's, not, that's, not, that's not bad. What would, you, what would you say about, somebody told me today at the, uh, I, was, so I was at Kenny's, Kenny's Irish Pub in uh, Countryside. Myself, Corey Wooten, former Chicago Bear. We were uh, doing a brewing view over there for Fox 32. And someone, uh, you know, was just, talking about Justin Fields and and uh you know his performance and I was like hey man you know he, he didn't didn't throw an interception it's not too bad but people are going to be on the fence about him uh what do you think 312 644 6767 let's go to Everett out in Chicago Everett what we can say is that the the defense has gotten better week after week what do you think about the team you see the team formulating itself. Uh, the, the more they play together, it, it seems like they're coming together. And, uh, you know, uh, today it was really enjoyable. It was really enjoyable. See, it, everybody's pushing a lot of offense, offense, offense. But, I, you know, this is defensive city. You know, all the people, the you know, the, the teams, if you – came in here and won, you still got beat up. The whole thing about Chicago, you know, so I, I really enjoyed the game. It's like uh, you can feel the spark coming back in the players, the way they're hitting and the way they're, they're, they're not taking any stuff. Uh, it'd, be, it'd be nice. When uh, this draft, I see how important it is because it puts so many different aspects out there you know you can get a quarterback you can get a receiver you can get a good lineman and uh man it's a lot of stuff that you have to to look at but i i really think the team has got a really good outlook uh, i think we'll be up top of the nfc coming yeah, up yeah everett i think i think a lot of people you know wanted the bears to to change their their style, right? I mean, their identity. 
They wanted them to be an offensive-minded team. And we saw that since Nagy got here, right, trying to get themselves a Mitch Trubisky, a Justin Fields, someone that can put a bunch of points on the board. And that's where the majority of their money was was going towards initially. And then you get the revamped team. So I guess my question to you, Everett, is are you okay with this style and trying to win a, a, a Super Bowl with this kind of a team, with a with a defensive forward, you know, with an offense that is going to be, you know, all right? There's, okay, this is the first really big part of the rebuild with uh, the, the upcoming two number one picks and another number two. I think they can do some damage. Uh, this they, gets, oh, boy. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, every year you're listening, you got the radio on in the background so damn loud. I mean, that's the, you know, I, and so, that, so what happens sometimes, like, you listen to yourself, and then it throws you off, and then you lose your train of thought. That's why it's always best to just, you know, talk to me, and then you can, you can listen to this back on a podcast. It'll be it'll be up on the Odyssey app. You can always listen to it later. Uh, but you're making some great points, Everett, and the team has been getting better. And and what we see does make you question more, you know, the direction of the Bears are going to go in come draft time. I mean, that's a signature win against the Detroit Lions. A game in which, you know, most people said, hey, the Bears aren't going to have the same game that they had last time. They're not going to get three interceptions against Jared Goff like they did last time. They got Jared Goff's number. Like, look at what Jared Goff's numbers have been against the Bears, even when he was up with the Rams. I mean, you know, the Bears have always played him well. And so it was, it was a good good effort by the defense. Can't take that away, but... Again, you can start kind of figuring out, like, okay, well, how can this team get better with all this draft capital they have? How can this team – again, it's about being good for the next 10 years, not for the next playoffs or next year or, or flash in the pan kind of a – no, nah, Bears themselves want to be relevant every year. And I think they're headed in the right direction. I think they're headed in the right direction. They're certainly building something, that's for sure. Let's go to JR out in Chicago. JR, what up? Gabe, chilling. I talked to you. I talked to you uh, last week. Yeah, appreciate the right? callback. And, yeah, and I, I talked to you last week, and I said that um, we were talking about the draft, and I, I said something about Penix and and keeping keeping Justin Fields. All right, you know we need another quarterback because the way the league is going, they wrecking quarterbacks from week to week. True. You know, so we, so, and we need to, and then to speak to what you're talking about tonight, we need to stabilize the ship. Stop with the revolving door and the coaching and the and the head coaches and the quarterbacks. Let's stabilize the ship so we can really start sailing, and and so that we can be relevant for the next ten to twelve years. You're absolutely right. Let's be relevant from one year to the next. So what does that mean? What does that look like in your eyes, Jr.? I mean, is it just the head coach that, that you want stability or or you want or, or is it also the quarterback position? I mean, what does that look like for you? The quarterback position and and the and the and the coaching staff. Now, we got if somebody's not working out, assistant coaches Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, yeah, replace them. 
let's move on. But, um, yeah, and, and you asked me a question the last time when we were talking about, well, what does Justin Fields need? And the answer to that, maybe, and you get a new quarterback in, draft the quarterback this year, have them take the the Tom Brady seminar on how to read defense, all right? <laughs> right. And stop holding on, to, stop holding the ball so that you eat it. Okay, throw the ball away if you can't make the play. Throw it away. Yeah, we saw that. We saw that. Saw when he got to the outside and and took the sack. Just holding it a little too long. It's like, are you worried about your completion percentage? It's like, bro, get rid of the ball. Right. I mean, yeah. but but he he had some moments. Had some moments, and that that's the thing with Justin Fields, right? It's like. You, you want some consistency. Thank God for the defense today, right? You want to be able to point to a couple games, JR, where you can say, like, man, we won that game because of Justin Fields. You know, not not in spite no. of Justin Fields, right? And, and 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 you need a couple more of those for consistency in order to feel good at that position. But I like what you're saying. Keep them. I'm here for that. I want to restate my my position on Justin Fields and what I think should happen. I would, First of all, I would love for Justin Fields to prove me wrong in, in saying that he's not a top-10 quarterback. I would love that. That would make me feel great because then that means – the Bears as a team are winning, and that is more important than my stupid opinion, right? Or what I see on the on the on the on the field. So that's first of all. Second of all, I think the Bears most certainly should keep Justin Fields, allow him to play next year, and still, because if he does take off next year, then you got Justin Fields. And if you don't, part one A of what I think should happen is the Bears should still draft a quarterback. So that, that way you can have a contingency plan. I think that's okay. I think good teams do that. Look at the Kansas City Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts, what situation he came into in, in those moments. So, again, mm-hmm. I think it's okay to do that. and But I think it's okay to draft or to, to trade down one slot to pick up some draft capital while getting a quarterback that can back up Justin Fields. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I wholesale agree with you. Wholeheartedly agree yeah. with you. I like Coach uh, Eberflus too, JR. Yeah, well, I, I keep Eberflus and see what he does. See what 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 how he produces the rest of the season and going into the next season. Yeah. I mean, you got to keep – I mean, just like with Tomlin. Tomlin, it, it, you go to look at the Steelers. Tomlin, Cower, Noel. You've gone all the way back to the 70s. God. Yeah. You know, that's stability. That's consistency. You know, yeah. I mean, you're right. Thanks and for... I and I yearn for something like that. I I I will say this to you. I am an NFL bigamist, but the Bears are my first love. I grew up here in Chicago. I'm 73 years old on Wednesday. You know, I love the Bears, but I remember when the Bears won when I was 12 years old. But they couldn't repeat it, and then they turned around and did it again. In '85, but they still didn't repeat. And yeah. We get more mileage. We get more mileage off of that '85 Bears team. Yeah, it, it, it's it's true. Thanks for the call and happy birthday, too. Want to make sure you get a little love over there, Jr. It's tough, man. It's tough being a Bears fan. I think it's tough. It's tough being a fan of of any team, really, for that matter. Because it's always good to remind yourself that you know. You can't win a championship every year in whatever the the sport is. And that's the standard that we often hold our teams to. This is it. Oh, we didn't win the championship because fill in the blank. Our running back sucks. Our, you know, 
offensive line sucks. Like something's always just not good enough. It's like, yeah, yeah. Guess what? It's not going to be good enough majority of the time because not everyone wins a championship every year, which from your team. But we can hope. And some people hope the Bears are going to get into the playoffs. Nine and eight, sliding in like a DM at, at 2 a.m., baby. Who knows? You never know. Let's go back to the phone lines, though. 312-644-6767. You could text in as well. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score, hanging out till 5 a.m. I think the, the coffee finally kicked in. Got a little pep in the voice, baby. Let's go to John out in Las Vegas. John, your your team almost your team in Vegas almost cost me a bunch of money, man. I, I put a a, he, a heavy amount on the Minnesota Vikings to win today. I'm glad they did. I watched that game. That has to be the worst game I've ever seen. Oh my gosh, it's horrible! Football ever, ever. I mean, that was worse than the Bears game a couple of Sunday nights mm-hmm. a couple of Sunday nights ago. It was worse than that game against Minnesota but, too. Talk to me about these Bears, John. Yeah. Here's the thing. I've said this two weeks ago. I said it last week. I'll say it next week. As long as Ever Everflus, whatever his name is, as long as he's the coach, not only will they never win a Super Bowl, they'll never make the playoffs. He is not a winning coach. He doesn't know how to coach. And as long as he's behind the helm, it, we're, we're, we're not we're not going to make this. We're not going to make the uh, playoffs now. What do we do with with, uh, Justin Fields? I don't know because we don't know. As far as as I'm concerned, I don't know how good he is because Everflutes doesn't know how to call plays. And we need a quarterback coach. And I said this time and time again, I'm not saying Jim Harbaugh. I would love Jim Harbaugh, but if, if if that doesn't happen, anybody but Everflus. As long as he's the coach, we will never make the playoffs. And I want to see the Bears make the playoffs. I was born and raised in Chicago, and I want to see the Bears win. But he is he's not a winning coach. And I'm sorry, I don't give him the victory today. He doesn't, he doesn't deserve the victory. Now, I believe the whole team, did play, they played better. Right, they really did, and I do believe that the offense even played a little bit better. Right, Justin Fields. I'm sorry, my verdict is out with him because he's not coach. He's not coached properly. He's not. I don't care what anybody says. He's not coached properly. You get a quarterback coach who can work with him and who can who can bring in plays. This guy does not know how to call plays, guys. We've seen it time and time again, and and I'm, I, I, I don't know if I want the Bears to win or if I want to lose. I mean, I hate to say that, but I've said it before. In order for the Bears to get better, they got to get worse. Yeah, thanks for the call, John. I appreciate it, man, as okay. always. I think that, you know, you're always on the right track when it comes to the Bears and the situation. But in this one, I don't know, man. I really do think that, that Eberflus is the right guy. But not even the right guy. Again, it's like if you're Ryan Pol- think about it from Ryan Poles' perspective. You you can say what you want. Oh, he didn't have the opportunity to hire his guy. Whatever. He had a choice between three, three people, and he picked one, and it was Eberflus. 
And I think that sometimes when you start something out for the first time and you have someone riding alongside of you, you you have a, a stronger connection to that individual because you guys have taken that voyage together. You've experienced these things together. And Ryan Poles and Ibraflus have done that. They've torn down a team. They've sat in rooms and evaluated talent together from the very beginning. They've gone through a draft, two drafts, together. They've went through free agency together, picking the right players for the defense. Everything has been aligned since Ryan Poles got here. And so I can't imagine a situation where Ryan Poles then says, hey, man, you know what? You're out, bro. Unless it's like a Craig Council, David Ross situation where, you know, someone amazing comes around. Like Jim Harbaugh, right? That you just like, hey, bro, we had to move on. Like, that's understandable. But if everything holds true, like if Jim Harbaugh is going back to Michigan and Bill Belichick ain't knocking, knocking down any doors to come coach over here in Chicago. Like, Poles isn't going to get rid of Ibraflus. There's too much of a connection there, I think. Now, now, can he suggest he gets rid of his coordinator, like the offensive coordinator specifically, and then says, hey, I know you're doing a great job on defense, but you might want to take some of that stress off your own shoulders and get somebody down here as well. Let's build this team the right way. Like, maybe, you know? And then if he doesn't work next year for whatever happens, then maybe you get rid of him then, right? You let him finish out his little contract. 312-644-6767. I'd love to hear what you have to say because, I mean, this is where we're at now as a franchise, right? That we, we know what's on the roster. We've been able to evaluate it well, and now we get an opportunity to, to, to build off of it. Let's go to Mo out in Hampshire. Mo, what up? Talk to me. What's up, Gabe? Appreciate you doing it overnight, man. Thank hey. you. See, you know what, man? Not even my wife says thank you for doing it overnight. She don't even care. She's like, five in the morning, kids will be up. Make sure you're up, ready to give. I'm like, damn. So I appreciate you, Mo. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. I appreciate you. Thanks for being up. What, yeah. are, you, what are you doing up right now? Uh, I just got done playing basketball, uh, you know, five on five. You do every Sunday night between like eight and 10 at the rec center. So, yeah, you know, I'm 47. And what, so. and what, and what town? What town? Uh, Glen Ellen. Okay, not too far from Oak Park. Hey, bro. Yeah. Try to holler at I me. Mean, you know I love a good run. Now I play ball. Okay. That's good, though. I like right, it. There oh, you go. Okay. All right, talk to me about this Bears team, and, and what do you think about uh, Warren and Poles? Would you invite them to the 5-on-5? Five five? So I got some points. Um, real quick about the game, good game. But uh, like Justin says, I'm not going to get high. I'm not going to get low. But it's good. We won, right? Now, most folks say, oh, get rid of this person, get rid of that person, uh, draft, draft a quarterback, don't draft a quarterback, or this and that. You know what? For me, it's a still a process. Basically, it's like, to me, it's like a first year. I trust Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren, whatever they do, because, you know, my opinion is irrelevant. They're not going to listen to me. I can say, yeah, go get this coach or, or get, trade Justin Field. I can say all that, but you know what? I'm just going to, like, leave it up to them because I got to trust somebody. And, uh, and you know, with the game today, like 28-13, I mean, that's the formula it's got to be. I mean, good defense. Is that good enough, though? I mean. Is that good enough? It's good enough to win you some games, but is it good enough to be good every single year? Like, in the NFL, you got to have an offense. You got to put up some points. 
well, they can build on that. Like, if you can get a defense yeah, like and, that. that can keep keep an opponent between 7 to 14 points, right? Oh, and hard. We, if we, right. But if we can keep an – if we can have an offense average between 22 to 30 points, you know, if we can get uh, improve week to week. Mo, I get that. Look, yeah. I hear what you're saying, and I get that for for, like, the grind of an NFL season. Right, like for me, I get okay. that because then if because if if that's the case and what you're saying, then yeah, you're gonna be above 500. You might win your division. Cute. Here's a trophy. You finished in third place. You're not going to the Super Bowl. That's what I hear though, right? Because when I think about teams like San Francisco, when I think about Dallas, who just put the whooping on Philadelphia, when I think about those teams and, and what they've built, like they're a powerhouse. They're a juggernaut. They're they're whooping on teams like the Eagles. If you think you have like a mediocre offense. And like a pretty good defense, you know. I mean, like for now with Getsy and and uh, Eberflus, I mean they're learning on the job. I hope they're learning from their mistakes and getting better. But like you said, the David Ross Council, you can find a better coach, better offensive coordinator. Fine, do it, right? But for now, I mean, I'm okay with it, and uh, I, I get what you're saying. It, it is an offensive league, and uh, you know it's not my money to want to pay Justin Fields or not. <laughs> not Justin quarterback. I, I don't care. You right. know what I mean? Your twelve dollars went to the five on five pickup, Mo. You know you didn't got you know? got money to pay for Justin Fields as well. Okay, how about this then? Okay, so talk to me about the draft then. You know, Bears clearly looking like a lock at the number one pick. What do you want to do there? Well. uh I like Caleb Williams. Draft him. Whatever they want to do with Justin Fields, keep him for a year or trade him, whatever you can get. And hopefully, if you're going to trade Justin, hopefully he does well the next uh, few weeks to the end of the season where his his uh, trade trade value will be higher instead of like, you know, how um, instead of getting people saying second, third, second round, I mean, you could try to get a first. It'll be great. Yeah, highly unlikely, but and then with the with your own first, I don't know. Um, get a left guard. I mean, a left a left tackle. Okay, okay. or or trade down and get some more picks. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at a team like Washington Mo, and they're, in, they're okay. they currently have the fourth pick in the draft. They're four uh-huh. and nine. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at them, and I'm thinking to myself, man, what would they give up to get Caleb Williams? You know what I'm saying? Like, what would they give up to leapfrog New England to take somebody that they actually want? Because they're sitting on the outside of the first two, right? First pick in the draft, then New England, then it's Arizona, then it's Washington. I know Washington mm-hmm. wants to jump up on there. I wonder what that mm-hmm. looks like. It's going to be interesting, man. Mo, I appreciate the phone call, man. I appreciate you hanging right, out man. with me for a little bit. Yeah, listen to me on your You're way welcome. home. And uh, tell your boys to listen in, too, when they're doing that doing that thing. That's what you should be doing. Whether you're playing five-on-five, five, whether you're at the gig, heading to the gig, from the gig, maybe you're at your boy's house or your girl's house, and uh, you're heading home. You got some thoughts about the Bears? Share them with me, man. I'm here to talk to you. I'm here till 5 a.m. 312-644-6767. That's the phone number here to 670, the score. Uh, and I'll take, your mo- I'll take more of your phone calls. On the other side, don't go anywhere. It's Gabe Ramirez here on the Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by BC Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yeah, I mean, you're building something. Um, I mean, like I was just saying, you know, you're not going to throw a parade for winning two games in a row. Uh, so we got a, you know, we got a lot to go here to end. But um, you know, definitely positive, and you know, it's nice to see the results. Uh, you know, I think we've been showing, seeing things on tape that have been showing up, and we've been really liking it. But it's nice uh, when the result, because this is a results league, and it's nice to see the result go our way. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. Bears defeat the Detroit Lions yesterday, 28-13. Pretty good game for most. Uh, Bears defense looking good. Three takeaways, two big interceptions for the defense, and then uh, a little botched snap gave him that third turnover. Tremaine Edmonds looked like he was in position to maybe grab a couple of interceptions. He got himself one. Jalen Johnson handling business. Had an interception as well. Jaquan Brisker was everywhere. 17 tackles today. Led the team at two pass deflections as well. Montez Sweat had a tip pass. TJ Edwards had a uh, pass breakup as well. As fumble did. recovery. And a fumble recovery. And uh, Tyreek Stevenson had himself a pass deflection as well. So the defense defense had themselves as a game. TJ Moore, six catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown on 10 targets. Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney had seven targets each. Roping in five catches and, and and two for Darnell, respectively, for 66 and 40 yards for the two of them. Dante Foreman got busy, 11 rushes for 50 yards. It was a it was a day for the Bears. A day for the Bears. Justin Fields, 19 for 33, 223 yards, one touchdown. I said on Bears Unleashed. We'll get the audio in a second and play it. Tyler, I'm going to send you my Instagram account. On Bears Unleashed, I said Justin Fields was going to go 19 for 23. It was 19 for 33, but still, I said 19 for 23. I said about, two, I said between 180 and 220. I was right there. All right, let's go back out to the phone lines because I want to talk to you guys, man. I'm here till 5 a.m. and I want to chat. I want to know what you think, man. I want to know your feelings on the Chicago Bears team. Bears get a victory. You, you would have loved for them to get the first game against Detroit. Felt like that one would have meant a little more. This one felt good. I'm glad they did. But I felt like it would have been more of a statement game had they won the first time around. Let's go out to the phones, though. Uh, let's go to Tom out in Forest Park. Tom, talk to me about uh, the ending of this year and what are your expectations for this Bears team? Ex- expectations? Uh, the barometer is looking up. You can measure it by the first game, Gabe, uh, with Green Bay. And today's game, you can see how far the defense has come. You can see how far Fields has come. 
I can't wait to Lambeau Field for the last game. Uh, the coaches have come around. The coaches have grown. Eagle Foods has has tightened up that defense, and it doesn't hurt that we picked up that Washington Sweat kid either. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also you can also see the maturity of the players. We're not getting a pump, the high number of penalty calls. They're showing some discipline. And Fields is reading the field by as better, as good as he ever has. So because think about this, Gabriel. We we went the whole off season and came to that game one, and we didn't have a clue. We had this bye with this particular game with Detroit, and we clearly had a clue. We were out there performing. We were we were putting it all out there. And I say we, meaning the players. You know how we fans are. We attach ourselves pretty close. <laughs> but nevertheless, the players performed. Now, there there were some leaks out there on that offensive line. And I want to say around that, if I'm not mistaken, that second or third quarter, it, it seemed like old old times. But they held up. And they produced and they gave Fields enough time to get out there. Now, keep keep in mind, 28 to 13, when we were, when, when Fields was, was busting 30 points, out there on the field in the early in the early part of the season, the defense wasn't holding. And this was pre-sweat uh, time out there. And now that sweat's out there, I think we had a young kid out there on defense that had 17 tackles, and that's never happened according to Evilflus in his coaching career. So I mean, the barometer is looking up. I want to I want to throw out kudos to George for making a decision on on the president and GM. And I want to throw out kudos for Evil Sleuths and Gets for having the guts to adjust the fields and giving fields the confidence. I mean, am I mistaken, or did we win the toss and he put fields out there first? That says a lot. Yeah, they've been doing be that. that. They've been they've been doing that for quite they've been doing that for quite some time now. I think they they understand that you know they've uh that that, that they've you know, they're good at scripting plays in the beginning and having practiced them and then implementing them in the first quarter. They, they, they know that that's a strength for them. And I appreciate the phone call, by the way. Um, Tyler, we got to say goodbye to these people, all right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, and I think that it's, it's interesting because you do see that they've been playing better. Right, like a better brand of football, taking care of it starts with Justin and taking care of the ball, and he's been doing it the last two games. You know that that fumble in the first drive, or what was supposed, you know, what we thought was a fumble. Oh, did did everybody just not like? <laughs> oh my god! I know I was like, oh no, Justin, no. But luckily, it wasn't a fumble. But it made you feel a certain type of way in, in real time. I know that. Bears third in the league, <coughs> excuse me, in rushing. The Ravens have 2,042 yards. The Niners have 1815, and the Bears have 1794. So 20, about 21 yards behind, not about, 21 yards behind the Niners. Six yards in front of the Lions. The top teams, in the, like the best teams in the league are leading in rushing. Ravens, Niners, Lions, Dolphins. Like, those are your squads up on top. Bears could be in that mix, man. You know what the biggest dip, uh, 
difference between the Bears and the other top five teams in rushing? Look at this. Top five teams in rushing. Ravens, 2042. Niners, 1815. Bears, 1794. Lions, 1788. Dolphins, 1720. That's your top five teams in the NFL rushing yards. Here's the difference. Touchdowns. Ravens, 22. Niners, 22. Lions, 20. Dolphins, 22. Bears, 11. That's that's a dirty drop-off right there. <laughs> half the touchdowns, same amount of yards, half the touchdowns. Ah. Okay, get it in the end zone. All right, it's Gabriel Ramirez, 670 to score, taking your phone calls. Let's go out to Bob out in Niles, one of my favorites. Bob, good to talk to you again. Good morning, Gabe. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, yeah, I wanted to give you a little bit of a perspective from someone who's seen a lot of football. And I'm just really having an issue with a lot of our fellow fans who just don't seem to get that Rome wasn't built in a day. You know, you, you got to throw last season out the door because they they were breaking down. You know, they, they got rid of Roquan. They got rid of uh, uh, Hicks. Uh, was it last season or season before that, et cetera? Bottom line is you got you to gotta build things up. You can't expect the people to perform. You know, you've got someone like Fields who's an absolute stud. This is a generational talent. He reminds me a lot of like when Bradshaw first came into the league when the Bears lost to Cohen and flipped to the Steelers. And you can also compare him in in the actual uh, the way he is as as an athlete to Steve Young. You know, when he started, when Young started with the Buccaneers, he wasn't very good because he didn't have some of the things that I'm about to focus on. We need to have a stud center. You got to have a stud left tackle, and that's no disrespect to Jones because he's doing a great job. But let's face it; he's not a, a Joe Walsh from Notre Dame, as, as an example. All right, well, let me ask you, you this, Bob, because I hear what you what I hear what I hear you saying is that you're you're comfortable with everything that the Bears have right now. You just want to keep no, because that's what it sounds like. You said you said you know like like growth and, and see what's here and not that kind of stuff. That's what it sounded like. I'm comfortable with the way they're progressing. I'm not comfortable with where they're at right now. Okay, tell me the tell me the tell me the movable pieces. Case. Tell me the movable pieces you want removed. I want additions. I don't necessarily want people removed. Well, that's you what need I just said. Have... You're comfortable with what's there. Yes, sir. Okay, so all right. Okay. You, you need to have a, a solid left tackle that's going to be for the next 10 years. I don't think Jones is going to be that left tackle, but he's a very valuable part to the team because you're going to need to have a flex tackle slash guard, a la what Tevin Jenkins is doing right now. Okay? Um, you need to have uh, an additional tight end because let's face it, as great as Cole Komet is, he, you know, he gets tired. Uh, and the other guys that we have on board aren't as good quality-wise on a consistent basis the way Komet uh, is. We need to have Mooney learned to catch the ball. He's got so much talent, but how is it that, you know, DJ can catch the ball under all adverse circumstances and, and, and Mooney can't? Okay, they're not the same body type, but, you know, they're paying him to catch the ball. And you know better than I, since you do that for a living in terms of reporting on them, that they have to, they have to get stronger and they have to be able to hold on to the ball. He had four drops today that were, in my opinion, inexcusable. Were they perfect passes? No. Was it a perfect situation? No. But he put his hands on all of those. That's just on the offensive side. And in terms of the coaches, you know, 
yeah, uh, Flus has got to take responsibility for the fact that, you know, they messed up with the, with the defensive coordinator and the running back coach. But he's doing three jobs right now in addition to being a brand-new head coach. And then Getsy, he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers anymore. He's got to stop taking risks. You know, you play the situation. You don't with four minutes left in the game like they did last time against uh, the Lions. You don't try to go second and third down on a pass play. You burn the clock. Yeah. After you make that first first down, then you go for that other stuff. I do have more stuff, but I know you have probably other calls or maybe you have some feedback or comments on what I've said so far, Gabe. Yeah, yeah, of course, as always, as always, Bob. I mean, I think, listen, I think what you're saying is on point. Right with that, it's easy to look at this team and watch the game against the Lions and say to yourself, "Hey, there's a good foundation here. I, I, I can I can subscribe to this. I can I can see a couple of additions making me feel good about this team moving forward." And that's what I hear you saying, Bob. I hear Bob telling me, "Gabe, you know what? This team didn't look too bad today." That's ultimately what I'm what I hear you saying, and I think you're 100 percent right. The team didn't look too bad against the top team in the NFC North. Almost looked like the roles were reversed. The Bears' defense, like the Bears' defense, was nasty. It looked like they were they were the better team, and they were just imposing their will on the Detroit Lions. So I could see where you'd want to build on it. The part that I the the, the part that I want people to call in and talk about is right. Even if we are comfortable with what we saw, got the victory. Beat up on the first place team in the NFC North. Got yourself a division victory. But then it's like, but where are those improvements? What does that look like? What do you want to see then improved on it? Or what what are those pieces that need to be moved? What are those for you too? 312-644-6767. Let's go to Michael in Logan Square. Michael, what up? Hey, what's going on, Gabe? Nothing much, man. So talk to me about uh, th- this game. What did you see? Uh, so personally, I felt um, Getsy called a pretty terrible game, to be honest. Um, you know, the first half, we got up 10 nothing, And why are we not pounding the ball, running the ball? And, you know, we got back. To 13 10, 13 13. And, you know, I heard a couple callers earlier, Doug, for for instance, say uh, we brought nothing in on the defense. That's not true. Um, we brought in Edwards, Edmonds, Sweat most recently. Um, and overall, you know, I think, uh, you know, we got the number one pick coming up uh, from Carolina. You know, whatever our pick will be, fifth, sixth, whatever it is for the Bears, I'm into continuing winning. You know, the city needs to feel winning football, you know. And, um <clears throat> Overall, I thought Getsy's play calling was kind of atrocious. Um, why is Justin Fields throwing 33 times? Um, you know, let's give the ball to Foreman. 
Um, he's kind of been a stud. I don't understand why he hasn't been signed by other teams uh, beforehand. He just keeps popping around. But overall, I think Fields to keep moving forward. I don't want Caleb Williams. Um, I'd rather keep building on uh, what we got going. Um, What's the ceiling for you? What's the ceiling for you, Michael, if we keep going and building around it and don't take a quarterback? What's the ceiling? Is it Super Bowl? Fields? Yeah, of course. If you're saying you don't want to draft a quarterback. Oh, yeah, 100%. Super Bowl? Um, I mean, I mean, okay, so this game in particular, Lions, we smoked them, what was that, three weeks ago? Do you think the Lions are a Super Bowl that... contending team? No. Okay. Absolutely not. I okay. picked. I picked the Bears to win this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 saying all, you're saying all the <laughs> things that I'm dog. saying about. But wait, you're saying all the things that I, like when I tell you when I ask you what your ceiling is with Justin Fields, you tell me Super Bowl, and then your first example is the Bears beating up Detroit, and then I ask you if you thought they were a Super Bowl contending team, you said no. So then I'm like trying to figure out, you know, what where, where you're going. No, I think the Bears need to keep building. I think. Um, with their draft picks coming up, we need to. I don't want to restart with a new quarterback. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I I hear you. I hear you. I think that I think here's and this is just my opinion, right? And this is the good thing that we get to debate all the way till five a.m. And thanks for the call, Michael. By the way, I appreciate it. I do enjoy when you call in. You always have good thoughts. Um, and they make me think things, right? Because I, I. I'm here for the Justin conversation, but again, I was like, that's why I was like, what's the ceiling? And then you're like, well, Gabe, if he can get this and if he can get this, then it can be the Super Bowl. I'd love for those variables to be filled in because I want to, I do want to know what that is. I want, Corey today was telling me, Corey, we watched the games together. He's like, come on, Gabe, I'm reeling you in. I'm I'm getting you closer. I'm getting you closer. I'm like, Corey, I I don't want to be Mitch Trubisky again. I believe in something so wholeheartedly where I'm blinded by what I actually see. And I, I mean, again, that's why we can have the conversation, I guess, right? 312 644 6767. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Let's get one more in uh, before we go to break. Let's go to Tom out in Michigan. Tom, talk to me, man. What'd you think about this game or what, what, what's on your mind? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'm calling from St. Joe, Michigan, and I run a sports bar called The Sandbar. And we had so much fun today with Bears and Lions fans going at it. We're a midpoint between Chicago and Detroit. So we get both fans. So it's about 50-50. I'm a Bears, have been a Bears fan my whole life. My comment is there's two, people are way too adamant about this guy or that guy or this team or that. The, The league is so even that, and I'm an overall sports fan too. Every every week it's up for grabs, and the difference between the teams comes down to a lucky play a lot of the time. And it, look at the Kansas City game today. I mean, these teams are all. It's ridiculous that people are so much on these players' cases. The teams are good, and all the teams have good athletes. And the difference between the top team and the best and the worst team is very small. Um, that it's no use trying to analyze it all. It comes down to, to be frank, luck. 
I mean, you look at the games and they come down to a, a block punt, a punt return for a touchdown in the Baltimore game today. Yep. Um, you know, and we got, we got NFL Sunday tickets, so we watch. We have multiple games going on at one time, you know, all day long. And it's fun. It's a blast. But it's highly competitive. And the difference between – I mean, the Bears are a competitive team. I love them. I, I, like, uh, I like what's happening. I like Justin Fields. I think he's a good guy. And people shouldn't assail these players so much like they do. Yeah. It gets tiring listening to people badmouth these guys. They don't even know them. It's tough, Tom. I'll tell you that. It's tough. It's a tough gig, whether it's talking about them for a living or talking about them at your bar at Sandbar or, you know, whatever that might be. It's tough. And you do bring up some great points because the, le- the league is even. But... Do I agree with that statement? Like, if you're looking at the Kansas City game, but look who they were playing. Right, they were playing the Bills. So I think I think the league is top heavy. That's what I would say. The league is top heavy. Like it is definitive who the top, you know, five or six teams are in the NFL. When you're looking at the AFC, it's Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, Kansas City. Those are your top four teams over there. And then the NFC, it's Dallas, Philadelphia, you know. San Fran, and you can throw Detroit in there if you want to. So those are your eight teams, right, out of the 30. And then after that, yeah, there's a lot of even <laughs> even crap that we're watching, right? Just a lot of six and six, five and eight bears. From five wins to seven wins, it's the mushy middle. There's a ton of that. Would you agree with a certain someone that there's a lot of mediocrity in the league? Oh, you're talking about the, the Tom Brady reference? I am. A lot of mediocrity in the league. Yeah, I guess I guess you could say that because, you know, I mean, let's just take the NFC North. Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago. Like, is Detroit a powerhouse? No. So you would say the whole division, mediocre at best. The NFC South. I mean, do we have to go over that division? Oh, that's worse than mediocre. That's what I'm saying. So you're, you're they're there. You go to the NFC West, you know, outside of San Francisco, all three of those teams are below 500. And then the same thing in the East, the two teams are there and the other two teams are way below 500. So, I mean, it's kind of right, you know? And in the AFC, kind of like the same thing. You love the scheduling gods. You love what they, you love the fact that they have top teams playing against the top teams because then you run into a Buffalo Bill situation where, yeah, there's six and seven or seven and six or whatever. And, but it's because they've been playing really good teams. Like, don't let them sneak into the playoffs and you have to face them, right? Like that nobody really wants that. So the script always wins somehow. Hey, that's what they say. And the script continues here on 670 to score. Uh it's a plumber's 911 football Monday. Taking your phone calls, 312-644-6767. Lots, lots to talk about. Not just the game, right? Not just the game, not the 28-13 victory over the Detroit Lions, but the four games that are left. What's to happen in the offseason with the Bears? Have your, are your feelings and how they're changing in real time? I want to hear about it. 312-644-6767. It's Gabe Ramirez here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 